Welcome to the Wallaway. This is Imran Nanlawala, and I'm here with an old, dear friend of mine, Eddie Redzovich. He is the owner-operator of Team Redzovich, a dojo, a gym that specializes in teaching Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Eddie, how are you? Thank God, I'm good. Thank you very much. It's been a, been a long time. Yes, good to see you and be on your program. Thank you, sir. Uh, so to go dr uh, directly into it, Eddie, I wanted to talk about uh, decision-making, discipline, having the right mindset to succeed. And I wanted you to just give us a quick intro into how you became the owner and operator of Team Redzovich, a, a, a dojo, a martial artist gym. Well, back in the early, late 90s, I started to train Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I used to dabble a little bit in different martial arts, boxing, kickboxing, a blend of different striking arts. And then I got, thank God, I got turned out to Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And from there, what I liked about it was that it was proven the most effective martial art, not just by theory, but in a cage, the Ultimate Fighting Championships, where you had the likes of Hoyce Gracie and the Gracie family, where many people make the claims. But I was somebody who, when I, seeing is believing, and when I saw this small 170-pound guy beat the best of the best in these different martial arts, I was like, wow. This is what I need to train. I started training it. And then the person who was running the program, he was a really great teacher. He was doing it half the time, not full time. And then we would show up to training and he had other responsibilities. So he wasn't always there to open up the facility. So people would drive from far distances to come and train and we'd show up and the doors would be locked. Then we have to make a decision. Are we going to stop training, find another place? And at that time, you didn't really have it. It was some loyalty to the person, absolutely. This is something very, very important. And to the team that we were with. But, like, once again, we'd come there and no one was there. We'd get frustrated. We're all excited. We want to train. So to keep in the essence of keeping the team together, the, the team needed a leader now. And people were getting frustrated. And he was also, he was expressing his exhaustion over years. He wanted to get out. So it was kind of a... He lost the motivation at the same time. He really want, really didn't have the motivation to keep it going. So then, thank God, I, I had the, um, the vision, and I said, okay, we can do this. So I took the bull by the horn, and we ended up saving the team. We ended up continuing with the training, and here we are till this day. We have a, a successful school, thank God. You mentioned earlier uh, that you were one of the top students, and I, I was mentioning to you that Okay, you're exposed to something that you're pretty fascinated by, but then you go from uh, ex being exposed to it to wanting to learn it, to moving to wherever you move to, to becoming the best student or one of the best students, to opening your own facility. What type of discipline is needed to succeed, to excel, and to make sure that whatever your goals and your dreams are, you're able to accomplish them? Yeah, this is very important. Discipline or making something positive into a lifestyle that is not just something where you feel because discipline seems like is a lot of hard work. But many people don't understand that even you can take that same concept, the term discipline, and someone's discipline in being a, a drug addict, someone's discipline in being a non-productive member of society. You say, how is that? Because it takes some effort to do a crime. It takes some effort to go ahead and develop or continue with a lot of these negative bad habits. Someone is just very disciplined at being at the nightclub on time. They are there, right? They get everything in order, and that took some effort, discipline, right? So it's replacing some of these bad habits 
with good ones and making it a part of your lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change for something positive and in every direction you're going in life, you're going in, in one direction or another, but what are the end results of these directions that you're going in? If they're producing positive results, you should have more, more motivation. And with the more motivation, now you're going to end up getting more results, better results. And this is something that now you have to weigh out, right? Is it worth the time I'm investing with something that's negative, that's something that's not producing, that's what you have to see, like what is this worth for me at the end? All this time I'm putting into something, and it has a state of mind, a state of consciousness, all this money, time, because even with, look, you go to a nightclub and you stand in line right out the door, they hit you for 20 bucks, right? We don't go to those places no more. You buy a drink, how much you spend it for the drink. You worked all week to save up some money and now you've blown four or $500, right? Because you're the nice guy also, you want to buy everybody. I'm just giving an example, right? Because this is what the majority of people, they get involved in, You right? So all that money you could have saved, you could have invested, you can invest it now if you just put all that stuff together after a year. You can invest it in a good investment, and that could have produced good results. You follow me? So it's just a, it's a mindset, you know, priorities in life. And this is the consciousness, greater consciousness of, of the direction I'm going. And usually when a person has a vision, has a direction, and sees what the end results, the benefits are, then that discipline, as we say, that more inspiration will start uh, gearing that'll be that force to help that person get to that god so you, willing so you mentioned um a few things you mentioned that it's some of it indirectly is common sense right because we'll go to the clubs we'll spend money on drinks on partying living a lifestyle even for example if you want to watch tv all day that takes discipline to sit on the couch for six seven hours a day it takes discipline to follow your best episodes but you mentioned that it's a mindset but what are some of the practical things one can do uh, to do their due diligence and make sure that they're going after their dreams day to day. So, for example, I can spend three or four hours a day watching TV, but why can't I spend three or four hours a day pursuing my dream? So is there anything that you see see that works? Mm -hmm. The beginning of the day is the most important. Many people end up self-sabotaging themselves early in the morning. A lot of people waste the whole morning. They end up sleeping a quarter of their day away. So getting up in the morning on a footing of gratefulness because grateful people, thankful people, great, grateful people are happy people. So getting up early and not self-sabotaging yourself where you give up your sovereignty early in the morning to many of the social media tools that are out there that can be used for good, but now you end up giving that away. And the first thing you do when you get up is you start checking your messages, you start checking the social media tools, instead of dedicating that life to fuel your mind, why not get up and read something inspirational, motivational, that's going to help you, let's say there's a specific, specific field or goal you have, and there's so many building blocks that are out there, so much information, maybe I just need some of that early in the morning when my mind, because there's only so much energy that you have to get through the day. And it's shown that as you get deeper into the day, your efficiency starts to decline. You don't have that mental strength and capacity to make those very important decisions. Backed by science. Yeah. And you'll and you'll and you'll and you'll see that even some of these great entrepreneurs, some of the most successful people, I'll just give you one example, they don't they usually you'll see them in wearing the same outfits. You say, why is that? Because they don't want to 
They want to be as efficient as possible and they don't want to waste time figuring out, okay, I'm going to wear this outfit or that outfit. So they have the same, like 10 outfits, the same outfit. So they know, boom, this, this, now I don't have to waste because you got so much energy. So now I want to spend it in, the, in, the, in giving it to the, the right decisions rather than things that are just frivolous, a waste of time. Okay, so going back to empowering myself, getting up in the morning, health is so important, starting off with gratitude, thanking. What I do is I thank the creator of the heavens and earth, the one who created me for all these blessings. That's gratitude. Count those blessings because many miserable people, people they just can't see. They don't get hit with happiness because they don't count their blessings. This is something that's so important because everything, they're miserable because they don't see the blessings coming their way. What, what are some examples of blessings that we probably tend to overlook? Wow, I'm dealing with something right now. I mean, parts. When we look at the human body, let's say the teeth, for example, there's nothing. When you lose one of your teeth, it doesn't matter what kind of implants, bridges, there is nothing like the original. Because then you get an implant, and then you start a titanium implant, then you start to see like, wow, this has this, this metal is interfering with the chemistry of my body, and it's creating toxicity, and man, and, and then you can take that with everything, anything else, right? You think, okay, now you get unhealth, you get unhealthy, and you take this pill, and it's masking the symptom, it's symptom, but and actually it's creating another problem, then you got a lump growing in the back of your neck, there is nothing is more valuable. We often ask people, I say, look, if I was to give you $2 million, would you be thankful to me? And yes. the guy would say, absolutely. For the rest of your life, probably. You always probably bring <laughs> me up in a conversation. Man, right. this guy, Eddie, he gave me $2 million. Who yeah. does that, right? right? And then I flip it and I say, what if I offered you $2 million for your eyes? Mm. Would you give it to me? No. No, why? Because it's priceless, mm. right? So I take those blessings that we have of sight, of vision, of taste. I mean, look, the, 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 everything is in proportion. I mean, your eyelids are over your eyes so the sweat don't come down, right? The joints on your elbows, they're there, right? They, they, you, couldn't, you could have not had joints on your elbow. Imagine your hands on, mm. <laughs> on your elbows. How, how would that be? You follow right. me? Your, uh, your, your taste buds are there so you can taste. I mean, your eyes so you can see. So you just, you, when you, when you, you be, because we become numb to a lot of these these blessings. So just those few that are priceless, when I asked you for your eyes, two bill, you would thank me for the rest of your life. But if I offered you that $2 million for those eyes, you wouldn't give them up because they're priceless. Mm. So how about thanking the one who gave you those eyes? Start off with being grateful for, for the one who created this creation and the one who gave you everything, the ability to do everything. He's not even charging you for the oxygen you breathe. So that's the start being grateful sure. and then the vehicle that goes and gets us through life why not honor it also and take care of it right in the body put the body right give the body what it needs it's going to fuel you through the rest of the day right so your energy levels will be better less brain fog you'll be able to function better by taking care of the body so you got the mind the body and the soul so those three components are very important and get those things going right in the morning before everything else starts pulling you in one direction and the next and then you lost that great opportunity to go ahead and a great time is very early before people have kids before the kids get up right mm -hmm. so mothers right people with children a lot of times mothers complain oh i got my kids and all that hold on before they get up right go ahead and dedicate a time half hour before they get up you get up you follow me get to better say i can't it's too early get up go to bed earlier you follow me you need seven eight hours so go ahead and adjust the time get up early and do those things Focus on the heart, 
the mind, body, and be a complete home, human being where, you, where you're deficient in one of these, and that's what's going to hold you back in life to rising to your full potential. So let me ask you another question. Um, what correlation do you see between being a, a martial artist, going through the discipline of going to your dojo, or you know, when you were a student, having to learn this new trade, and then that carrying over to other facets of life. So for example, being a businessman, being a father, being a husband, is there any correlation of, of getting uh, getting in the trenches of learning a martial arts and learning the discipline that comes with it and then being successful in other parts of life? Yeah, the beautiful thing about the martial arts, you get put into uncomfortable situations. And if you panic, if you exert too much energy, most likely you're going to lose. Mm. And with the specific martial art that we train, and many martial arts, they're very similar, but this one, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, is more primarily on the ground. It's more grappling, self-defense orientated. Now, when you get in uncomfortable situations, there's a, a beautiful statement by the, one of the, the, the founders, Hilo Gracie, said that Jiu-Jitsu is, is where intelligence triumphs over brute strength. Mm. Now, you apply that to life, you learn, okay, I don't panic now. A situation, and we're all susceptible to that. You get stressed out, and you just don't know how to handle it. You follow me? And the stress levels get too high, and you panic. You don't make the situation better. You end up, like what I do, what I, what I have been taught is I try to stop, pause. I usually... Uh, hit the lowest part of the ground. I take my forehead, put it on the ground. Someone says, "Well, I'm usually by myself if I'm there." And I and I and I I look and put things in perspective. I ask help from from one who's greater and bigger than me, who has answers to these problems. And then I take the practical means, and then you can apply it, like you were saying, from the from the martial arts. That when you're in a given, let's say you're in an arm lock, someone gets you. Now, brute strength, I can just yank my arm out. You find untechnically, maybe I can get away with that the first time. But if I if I am very low on my reserves, my gas tank is empty, I'm not going to be able to yank my, if anyone knows what an arm lock is, I'm not going to be able to yank it out. I'm going to be tired. But technically, if I'm calm, then I put the pressure, I lay my body in instead of letting him extend my arm. So I'm thinking, I'm more clear, my mind is more clear. Again, this take, this is not something that just develops overnight because we usually go back to our strengths right instead of the technical way same thing now with life okay you calm down you relax you say okay this life is a test i'm being tested right now i try to be patient and i try to go ahead and look at the tools that are at my disposal to kind of overcome this hurdle just another hurdle the situation is teaching me something there's got to be good in it so i try to look for the good in the situation not let it overtake me where now the depression kicks in you follow me and then i end up just making the situation it becomes like a torture to the to the to the human being now i look for growth here i looked at okay there's something that i need to learn from here and if we can train ourselves to be uncomfortable comfortable in uncomfortable situations and look for every situation good from it look for the again this is not something in 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 many people these things in theory they sound great but when it actually hits and happens that's when the real could we talking about then it hits and ha whoa it's difficult it's hard like it's a test. yeah it's a, it's a big test and one of the uh, great statement of a, a friend who once said the 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 um, hardest pill to swallow is that that the pill of patience it's mm. so bitter but at the end you can never go wrong with being more patient and that applies in, in training the martial arts but more in essence in life okay 
Uh, the last question I'm going to ask you is it's based off of what you said earlier about your learning experience and with your teacher. So leaders are usually put under a microscope, right? So everything that a leader does is usually examined more than, uh, the, say, the followers. So you mentioned that when you were learning, uh, there were certain logistical issues or certain issues with time management or whatever. How important do you think it is for the leader to really model the way? So the leader being a guide, a model. And how do you take your past experiences and apply that into your personal life and to your life as a businessman, being a model, a guide? With many people, what happens is, and we see this with a lot of the athletes, and what I get from, from your question is now with leadership and a lot of people, they don't say, okay, I want to be a leader. You end up being blessed with that role. So you can end up taking it as a blessing or it can become a curse in your life. For example, you have people like the, I mentioned these names because these are some of the big names out in the world that people can relate to. But the importance of someone like Conor McGregor, for instance. Someone like Conor McGregor, who is known now a household name with many people. You know who he is, right? Right. But now you see him setting a lot of bad trends. And I've seen that because many of the people that people look up to, first, it's our deficiency is taking the wrong leader, people as leaders. Just because someone is in a public sphere, it doesn't mean you take them as a, as a leader, but that's unfortunately what happens, isn't it? Right. So the person is famous, now they start going and doing certain things, and now you start. I even saw this guy, this young kid, he's 21, He's the. it seems like the more ludicrous a person is and the more crazy stuff someone does, mm. it's like the more fame they get, and then we applaud this kind of behavior. So the guy, Conor McGregor, throws some chair through the bus, could have killed people, came with 20, 30 thugs for people who don't know the story. He's a UFC fighter. He came from Ireland on a plane with 20, 30 people, and then he attacked the bus of a rival here, Khabib Nurmagomedov here, and some other people were on the bus. So now young kids see that. So the young kids see that, and then he's not up even apologetic for that, he has a statement like, I apologize to absolutely no one. So uh, one, as human beings, we do make mistakes. But we should apologize for those mistakes. Two, you're a person in the spotlight. You're a leader now. Maybe you didn't volunteer for that role, but you've been blessed now. So you can do like Muhammad Ali did, and he's remembered till the end. Till now, he's remembered as uh, a Muslim-American hero, and he's a household name, but he was a humanitarian. Over 250 million people were affected by his charity. And not only was he the greatest in the ring, but outside the ring. He was out there helping to make peace with people. He wasn't someone who was violent outside the ring. He did a job on the inside. He's remembered for it. But on the outside, he was someone who also was setting good trends. That's what we need more of. That's how we can do our small part to make the world a better place. So yes, when you're someone who now you've been put in that spotlight, know us as human beings, we shouldn't set people to such a high standard now they fall we fall with them but know that usually the the best people like to take for example are the people who have already passed they've gone through this life they're already dead you follow me mm. because you attach your heart so much to someone who's living and then they commit suicide and then what do you do you follow them and you commit suicide and this has been known to happen you follow me so it's a balance you take the good for someone right you leave off the bad but those people who are in that leadership role they should see that man if they set those good trends they're going to go ahead and reap those good blessings that come from that and they set those bad trends they're going to also initially be uh, responsible for that you know and that's something that we need to be uh, aware of all right uh, thank you eddie for this 
in re- in closing, uh, Wallaway followers, as he mentioned, introspection. You got to look within sometimes. Discipline. Start off your days right, which starts early in the morning. Fill yourself with positivity and just go get it. This is what it takes to be successful in this life. And uh, always remember your blessings. Count your blessings, whether they be in your health, your wealth, your family, whatever it may be. Uh, thank you again, Eddie, for taking part, taking time to come to the show. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much for having me.